Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hello, Hello, Yoda. So many of us here that we won't even say all the names because we're all here. So we just, if Everyone's you, everyone, everyone. And we have surprising and exciting news. We did not anticipate that Trust for Today would be shipping out until December 4th. But, and you may be angry at us if you got them on Amazon, if you bought Trust for Today on our store, they are shipping out today. And so depending <laughs> on your uh, speed of shipment that you selected, you may have them before the weekend, which Hello. is super cool. Hello. We're so excited for you guys to actually hold this. We, man, when we pulled it out of the box, it was really exciting. We think we'll, you'll see what we mean by just how fun. Even the cover feels and, ah, Brittany spilled coffee all over hers and it cleaned up really nicely. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Wiped right off. Several days later, I missed some spots and then on Monday found wow. it and cleaned right off. I was amazed. So to that point, we have about 1,200 left in our store. And so if you want to get copies of that and you want to get it sooner than later, you can order that still today. And they are shipping out today or tomorrow, depending on where you are in the queue. Uh, But we wanted to let you know that and unexpected and fun. Yeah. And plenty of time for Christmas. And to that point, we are going to do another devotion today. And this one from June 24th in the book. And Sam, read Letting the Clear Interpret the Unclear for us. If you come to the scriptures anticipating condemnation, you'll find it. Matthew 6.15 seems to show that our forgiveness is conditional. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you your sins. It's like the father is saying, hey, I noticed you didn't forgive that person, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to change my mind and not forgive you. Ouch. A helpful interpretive principle is to let the clear interpret the unclear. Romans 5-8, through Ephesians 1, and a significant body of clear scripture teach us that we're justified and forgiven, unconditionally accepted, period. So... We let these, those scriptures inform us to interpret this one. Jesus is talking about experiential forgiveness, not judicial forgiveness. While justified once and for all, we may not experience the beauty of, the, of that forgiveness if we don't forgive others. He's saying, I'm encouraging you to forgive this person. I want you to heal, restore, and begin freeing from this trauma. You must allow the cross to cleanse you of this so that you can experience the forgiveness I've already given. Romans 5 through 8. Now, Bill, will you read all of Romans 5 through 8? <laughs> I'll be glad to do that. You guys can do that on your own. Pause the podcast, read Romans 5 through 8. I think that this devotional has so much to it because it's dealing with the concept of forgiveness, and that's a whole topic. And it's also dealing with how we mm-hmm. read Scripture in mm-hmm. only 170 words. So it's a lot of topics to cover. Um, but I, when I was reading this and reflecting on it, just thinking about how it's crazy that I can read maybe 10 verses that say one thing. And if yeah. I read one that says something negative, it makes me feel like I actually do have to work for my salvation or whatever. Then that's the one that I put weight on that I, mm. that that's, it must mean that my shame is still really in the mix because I'm not looking at it in a balanced way. I'm not really yeah. mm. thinking about, well, what do I see? scripture talking about the most or the most clear or the most commonly no instead i say oh that's a negative verse i'm going to hold on to that one be afraid of it and act out of that instead of acting out of the verses that say that i'm free that i'm forgiven that i'm a saint all of those things um it just doesn't it doesn't make logical sense to interpret it that way but my shame says hold on to that because that that feeds my shame which is weird that we do that like you, John, you were talking about 
um, how sometimes you wonder if people want those things to yeah. be true. Well, I, I think it's great that what you just said, and I think it's helpful to know that if our interpretation is correct and if our bias is correct, Scripture will always agree with itself. It it It's not going to contradict itself. So that's a very helpful thing for me to know, for, very hopeful to know that tenth one is not going to be found out as an outlier that God just was having too much coffee that morning and, and just got upset. But but it's so interesting because we're in that kind of ministry that is daring to say that God loves you all the time completely. Uh, when we show up for a conference or any of us get notes here in the office, there's always that, yeah, but what about? Yeah, but what about? And at first it makes you want to, you just want to respond, would you like that to be true? Would you <laughs> Would you like to be condemned? I, that's why I like this first line. If you come to the scriptures anticipating condemn, condemnation, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. But in essence, they're really not looking to find that's true. It's just that they find us daring to try to defend that that you are in Christ, holy, righteous, beloved, without condemnation. And they're just hoping that we can give a suitable answer to that tenth one that is throwing them off so much. Mm-hmm. Well said. I was thinking about how the one time that I can think of and the most significant time that Jesus models forgiveness um it is after he has been beaten and lashed almost to the point of death. And then at that point, when he's almost dead, dragged across while being mocked, fed vinegar when he's dehydrated, stabbed in the side, nails driven through his feet, mocked again, mocked again, mocked again, gambled over, all which none of he deserved. And I'm thinking about the kindness of God to orchestrate that he knew that the weight of forgiveness was going to need to be that heavy for some, that um, it's not like someone stole Jesus's matzah. (laughs) It was uh, unfair. It was not right. It was beyond what any of us will ever experience probably, except for maybe a few. And then Jesus forgave And it wasn't because he's, oh my gosh, he's Jesus. He's so good. It was at the point of feeling abandoned that he is forgiving. And I think that it's so kind of God to orchestrate it like that because he knew that we need to forgive because we can't handle the weight. And there's no question, there's no question that that was too much. And so I, forgiveness, it's like, it's not this thing where, well, if you're good enough at it, then you will. Well, you'll let yourself get beat. Well, you're left your no. It's it's a gift that is the only the only thing that there is for what is unfair in this world. The only thing that there is, and you can hate that, but it was shown that that's what was chosen. So uh, it's deep and heavy and wonderful and terrible, and and it's the cross. And so it's uh, I've just been thinking about like forgiveness. Yeah, that's what the cross purchased. And I think because it is so difficult, verses like this one in Matthew, um, it 
it's easier to go in a negative route. It's easier to go towards it's transactional. It's um, God withholding on you unless you unless you initiate. Um, because forgiveness is already such a, a difficult topic to to interact with and to really trust God with. And so it's easier for us to go to a transaction because that's what we're comfortable with. Um, and Bill, I really liked what you were saying about initiation and how we can view this verse in two different ways. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I think just like that, that uh, let the clear interpret the unclear, I think there's another principle that we want to always be about, and that is, Let's make sure God is always the initiator. Whenever whenever we're the initiator, meaning the, the process begins in me because of who I am without God, there's there's a huge problem. And and part of the difficulty of a verse like this is it's it sounds conditional on my initiating. It does. I mean on its surface, that's what it sounds like. But in reality, he's saying again something that's very true. You can forgive if you are a forgiven one. You can do that. Not, never experiencing forgiveness causes a person to assume it, it doesn't ever work. But I'm a forgiven one. That's what the clear scriptures say. As a fruit of my forgiveness is my ability to forgive you. And, and what he's doing here is he's saying to us now, if you get that right, when you forgive, remember, it's because of something that's already true about you. And now... You're going to enjoy forgiveness, not only what that person's experiencing, but what you're experiencing because you're forgiving. And as I said a lot of it very recently, I went through a process with a young leader, and he has for years not been able to forgive some really key people in his life, for years and years, because he kept trying to figure out why they did it. And I said to him, you're never going to figure that out. What you can, though, do is trust God with the pain mm -hmm. because they did it. Mm -hmm. that, that's the key. It's not figuring out what you did or who you are or why you do it. It's admitting you did it, and I got affected by you. Can I trust God with the pain of what you've done to me? Mm -hmm. yeah. Hebrews says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. A amen, David. Therefore, come boldly into his throne room of grace amen. because... He understands what he bought, and he bought it with the same thing that you're going to need. Well, and, and, and your words earlier, David, just the reality of his saying, Father, forgive them. <laughs> After everything he went through, it's like nobody has ever experienced sin to the fullness except Jesus. No one. And yet he's the one who said, Father, forgive them. Thank you, Lord. Sam, I liked what you said earlier <laughs> about grudges because even though we understand what's been said about forgiveness, we also understand what you said about grudges. Yes, and it is hard to follow all that profundity. I know. Telling he used the word profundity, though, so I think <laughs> you're off the hook. <laughs> I am a person that struggles with forgiveness. I hold grudges. Um, I'm justice oriented, and I, if you do something wrong, I want you to suffer and be sorry. And then after that, I'm perfectly willing to forgive you. <laughs> so, for tell me, tell us about the ad you saw recently. I just thought that 
the, so outside Chick-fil-A, yeah. they have those those packards that have, like, facts about cows. And I read one that said that cows hold grudges against other cows. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want it to be too heavy. <laughs> what so is did, your takeaway? Did that encourage you? Yeah. It did encourage me. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, I can find a community. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I like, for me, this is, it's encouraging to, to know that forgiveness can free me of the thing that's been done against me. And it's not just letting somebody off scot-free. It's, you know, freeing myself from the sin that was done against me. Amen. Yeah. Just Amen. so different to think about forgiveness that way. I never, growing up, I don't. I didn't understand that. I thought that forgiveness was just letting someone off the hook, but not that it was something that I was actually a blessing to me to be able to experience. I don't know. If someone came and rolled me out of my bed like I got cow tipped, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Well, we will see you guys next week on the True Face podcast. And don't forget what we said at the beginning, that you can get Trust for Today on our store, which is trueface.store. And it'll ship now instead of in another three weeks. With with those ridiculous Amazon people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you order through Amazon, just, you know, give that copy to someone when it comes and order another one through our store. Because we we can't fix, we can't change Amazon. I mean, how would we know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See you next week.